Chapter Thirty Three of Pee Wee Harris. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Pee Wee Harris by Percy Keese Fitzhugh. Chapter Thirty Three: The Trampled Trail. Pee Wee felt as if he were emerging from some enchanted spot in the Arabian Nights abounding with giants and men getting dead he had no more belief in what this imperious little imp had told him than he had in the predictions of licorice stick or in the homely superstitions of pepsi indeed if he had thought seriously of those erratic snapshot bits of information about figures wriggling in the dark and getting dead he would never have mentioned these things to licorice stick whom he ran plunk into as that aggravation of rags and nonsense sat upon a stone wall up the road engaged in the profitable occupation of watching the passing cars licorice stick's business was contemplating the world and he always attended strictly to business lordy me he said rolling his eyes you don't go nowheres that kiddy tell you that wrigglin man he no man he a spirit don't go near dat bridge you get a spell you keep away from that bridge how much this had to do with pee-wee's actual going to the scene of the fire it would be hard to say if he had not talked with whitey he probably would not have gone at all events he had nothing else to do and he wanted to think so he followed the trail through the woods to the highway it seemed quite probable that whitey's jerky sentences were about true that the doctor had been compelled to turn back by reason of the burning bridge the fact that whitey was holding his imperial court on the doctor's porch made this part of his story seem true perhaps it would be about right to say that little whitey's spasmodic announcements directed pee-wee in his idle wanderings on the morning when he was fearful and sick at heart long afterwards he remembered with interest that it was little whitey bungle for whose recovery he had sacrificed two hundred and fifty dollars and not a little glory who put him in the way of the terrible discovery that he made on that fateful day and the funny thing about it was that the little gnome had given the clue to his benefactor and not his father who knew nothing about the frightful revelations of that morning until it was all over so perhaps there is a little god of good turns after all who all unseen administers punches in the nose and pays back two hundred and fifty dollar gifts and so forth and has the time of his life watching how these things work out or a payback spirit as licorice thick might have called him as pee-wee approached the scene of the fire he saw in the bushes something which caught his eye this was a torn fragment of clothing the bushes were trampled down at the spot it was not hard for the scout to follow this line of trampled brush which was so disordered that he thought it could not have been caused by a walking or fleeing person it was well away from the area where the men had fought the flames here and there something brown and sticky on the leaves caught the scout's eye some one had crawled stealthily through there or else dragged himself through pee-wee shuddered at this thought he examined the trampled channel more carefully and from this examination he was satisfied of one fact which made him uneasy apprehensive 
the weight which had crushed the bush down had been a prone dead weight at intervals of perhaps three or four feet were gathered wounded strands of the tall grass as if some groping hand had reached ahead gathering and pulling on them pulling a helpless weight pee-wee knew this for he saw with the eyes of a scout end of chapter thirty three recording by john brandon